Welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week. Except this week. Because we're going to be giving you what hardcore Last Weekly fans have been asking for. An all-trailer talk special episode, where we'll be reviewing not three or four, but five brand new trailers, including Angelina Jolie's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Did this Sleeping Beauty spinoff put us all to sleep? Gerard Butler's Angel Has Fallen. Has this Secret Service action franchise lost its religion? The Ali Wong Netflix original rom-com, Always Be My Maybe. Will we go crazy for these samely rich Asians? And the Orange is the New Black ex-con Ruby Rose's Batwoman. Is this new Cape Crusader worth revisiting Gotham for? Plus entertainment news and much, much more. I'll be trailer talking with my two incredible co-hosts, Anthony Tone Show Nunez. Kawabunga. And Sherry Nova. Hola. All right, Tone. Exactly what kind of special episode is this? Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. All right, Tone. What was going on in the world of entertainment this week? Okay, Kevin. Over 950,000 very, very pissed off, angry Game of Thrones fans have signed a petition started by Dylan D on Change.org demanding HBO remake season eight with, quote, competent writers. The petition reads, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who are the writers and the creative force behind the HBO show, have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers when they have no source material, i.e. the books to fall back on. The series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make this happen, HBO. End quote. Okay, so here's the question, guys. Do you think that HBO or any other paid network, because remember, HBO is premium cable, that's pay cable TV that you as an HBO subscriber directly pay for, very different than broadcast TV, which is picked up over the air, and you literally pay with your eyeballs through advertising. Should HBO or any other paid TV provider remake seasons if the fans are unhappy with the final product? Thoughts? Okay, the funny thing about this question is, obviously, I think they're not going to do it. But this has been such a crazy ratings winner for Game of Thrones, the whole buildup. I mean, we even have Game of Thrones Oreos people, which is nuts. So it could only be a win-win. The only question is, could they get the cast uh, back together um, and uh, redo it? I don't think they actually could. Plus, honestly... I believe there's a plan to have Game of Thrones movies that are going to follow the whoever doesn't die in this uh, the last episode. Uh, I believe there's going to be a series of of uh, actual films, just like what happened with Sex in the City when they uh, Sex in the City ended, and then they started making movies. So I believe they'll, they'll do the exact same thing with this as they did with Sex in the City, and now Downton Abbey has a, a movie coming out this fall. So I think that's the plan. So they're going to be like, if you're happy or not happy, you you can basically work it out when you're in the movie theater uh, paying to see uh, more Game of Thrones. So that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. But it would be a cool idea. It would only mean more money for uh, uh, for uh, HBO. But I, I just think it's an uphill climb. Does everybody remember how uh, after the last uh, Star Wars movie came out? And let's just say uh, Luke Skywalker behaved in what some fans felt was a non-Luke Skywalker type of way. And they were demanding 
that that uh, uh, episode, whatever it was called, be remade? Oh, have, how successful were the fans of that? Is that happening? Are they reshooting right now? Oh, wait, they're Kevin, not. Kevin, but the question, I, 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 you definitely hit it at home as far as um, how practical it would be. It would probably be impractical to do it, but you think, should they do it? Like, should we, the fans, be able to tell someone who makes creative choices, hey, we want you to redo this. That's what I want you to bring home. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you can, we can ask. We can demand it. But the question is, will they do it? I actually think it would be a moneymaker for – they could literally do it all over again. Because one of the things, honestly, I don't understand how Game of Thrones as a fan – is why did they rush through this last season? They had two years. Why is it only uh, like six episodes? It literally, they could have made the last season 10 episodes because one of the things that really bugs me about the last season, and this isn't a spoiler, Sherry, is the fact that people (laughs) people quickly, like uh, like, we're in Winterfell, and they're like, oh my God, we got to go over to King's Landing. And they're there like two minutes. I mean, no, it would... Before on the show, it would take people like years to get from point A to point B. Now they're all like, I'll meet you at King's Landing, and you're there that afternoon. <laughs> I, just, I was like, this is crazy. So it needs to be, they could have made it 10 episodes. I don't understand why they did that. Why did they cheap out and not make the season longer and, and keep fans happier longer? Because I know a lot of people. Literally, as the credits roll on the final episode of Game of Thrones, they will be calling their cable or satellite provider and dropping HBO Mm -hmm. like a hot rock. So I think it was a mistake to have an abbreviated season. Literally, what they did was they took the final season and they cut it in half. And so when they was when they saw when they were writing the scripts for these uh, episodes and how they were basically trying to shrink things down and make so much happen. Uh, in so little time, they should have said, you know what, uh, HBO, we need a longer season. We need we need more time to tell this story. Everything feels so rushed uh, in this uh, in this last uh, season or the last half of this season. So I, I, I'm OK with them redoing it because it just means more Game of Thrones. It means more dragons. But you know what? If they did redo it, we wouldn't be shocked. It's like, oh, my God, the second dragon um, is uh, um, maybe uh, not doing great. In some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I caught a cold. I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> whoa, nice, nice save, Kevin. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna stop talking. Let Sherry talk now. You say okay. things. What about you, Sherry? Do you think that shows um, people should demand HBO or any of the provider actually remake a show if they don't like the ending? Well, as Kevin said, um, we can't stop people from demanding or asking, but I do not think that the shows um, have to abide by the request because it's like their creative choice. That's it. That's I, I just don't think that the fans can control what the writers do. That's their job. They're paid to do their job, and the writers don't have us. I mean, the... the um, the fans do not have a say in how that goes. Their job is to just enjoy the content. And if they don't enjoy the content, they can speak with their with their wallets and their purses and not enjoy the, the content, cancel HBO, whatever. So, yeah. Oh, HBO, there's, there's going to be a mass cancellation of HBO on Monday. Uh, or for, for some of us, like on Sunday night, literally after I like, I'm, <laughs> get, get, stop, stop taking my money, HBO. I am done. Or we are breaking up HBO. It's not. I have a question. It's not you. It's me, HBO. 
So do you know for a fact that they abbreviated the season? And like, has anybody spoke about that? Because you bring up a great point, Um, money. And we know that they have money to, to keep creating, right? So like, why did they make it so short? Well, I know that the the creators of Game of Thrones want to do other the two guys behind it all want to do other things uh, because I believe uh, HBO wanted to have uh, have you read anything about that tone? The HBO well, wanted I, actual more than the than they they these guys were ready to move on to other things. They've been doing this for ten years now. Oh, so it's them. Well, Disney actually announced this week that the two writers who who are who are in charge of uh, the Game of Thrones, um, Weiss and uh, Benioff, were actually going to be writing the next star wars trilogy so they're moving over to disney so a lot of fans were saying they were kind of short shortening um game of thrones to move on to that then i changed my stance i think that the fans are owed um a proper season eight and since those guys moving over to do the next uh, star wars trilogy i want to go ahead and go to move on.org and start my own uh uh uh, what do you call it? Uh, my own um, petition. petition to basically have them redo the next Star Wars um, trilogy <laughs> because they're clearly going to mess it up. And so let's already get, let's get to work, people, and get that remade. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I changed my stance. If they're yeah, no, rushing it, it and they're it, moving it, on to bigger things, better it, things, yeah. It abs- it, well, it can't be. I don't think it's going to be bigger. They think it will be, but I don't think it will be bigger things. But I definitely do feel it. Ha- it, it absolutely is rushed because uh, the season last season, which was two years ago, uh, they cut the final season in half to basically drag it out. It's like when they, you know, how when they do these trilogies of movies now, trilogies of movies are now four movies. Well, they'll make it'll be uh, the final chapter part one, and then the final chapter part two. Like, screw you. You can tell the story in three movies. This is a stalling movie. And so, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, they definitely need it. It's, it is so abbreviated. Just that alone, there's, I, can, I don't want to ruin anything like that I already haven't. But there's literally characters will be on one half of the globe and they'll be like, I'll meet you on the other half of the globe later this afternoon. It is ridiculous how quickly they're moving this story along. That is, that is one of the main issues with this is how truncated it is. And um, they're trying to shove so much stuff in. Uh, there was a, there was one thing they tried to explain why they did this. Cause there's after, after you watch game of Thrones, uh, there's like a little, if you stick around, there's actually a little thing where the creators will kind of explain the episode and their thoughts behind it. There was some, uh, there was major news that Jon Snow had to, t- uh, wanted to share with his sisters. And, uh, so he, he, his sisters and his brother are there and, uh, they're going to, he's going to tell them this major news and they don't show the fans. It. It's just like, you know, I have to tell you something and then cut to something else. And then we, next we come back and they already know. But we didn't see that reaction to this epic news, and there and the and the the the, the reasoning given by the uh, creators is like, well, uh, the audience already knows what the news is, so we didn't need to see these characters' reactions. I'm like, don't you know what movies and TV shows are about? They're about people reacting to things. <laughs> so the idea is like, we don't need to hear, we don't need to see Sansa and Arya's reaction to this life changing news. It's just like <laughs> we could just assume, we could all sit, uh, close our eyes, and imagine how they reacted. It's like, screw you! Mm-hmm. I'm pay, I'm paying to see Arya and Sansa's reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Kevin, <laughs> I see, I see how you feel about this. Well, okay, now, Tom, what do you think? You haven't answered your own question. Well, the great thing about doing trailer talk and being the, and kind of and kind of moving the wheels around here, so I don't have to answer the questions. I just <laughs> ask them, okay? I'm hosting this bad boy. I no, you. I got another question though. 
and let's, moving on to the next part of, of this Game of Thrones phenomenon. Uh, an interesting question that's out there is why, directly to you, Kevin, first, because I think you have a little bit of a prominence here. Why is it okay for people to spoil Game of Thrones online, but it's not okay to uh, spoil Endgame? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, I was not intentionally trying to spoil anything. <laughs> I was I was afraid of this because one of us, again, winter has come for Tone and I. Sherry, winter has come for me too. No, Sherry is still wearing a bathing suit. She's mm-hmm. got sunblock on. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Tone and I are all bundled up. Anyway, um, so it is hard to remember sometimes what Sherry doesn't know yet, which is like almost everything. Again, hey. she's, she's only seen like the two episodes of the show so far. Hey, your winter <laughs> is not superior to my winter. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying winter hasn't come yet. That's all I'm no, saying. No, they're saying winter is coming. And then winter came. All right, fine. Anyway, um, no, I think, the okay, Tome, the difference is this. For most people, if you have HBO, mm-hmm. you can watch. you can watch Game of Thrones Immediately, you know that this is a this is actually a happening. Not that Endgame isn't a happening, but you have to actually, like I always say at the end of our show, when we talk about trail talk, when we talk about our rating system, you have to put on pants, leave your house. With HBO, you don't have to leave your house. I don't even own pants when I'm watching Game of Thrones. I don't know where they go. They just vaporize. And so, <laughs> there is God. And so, you can watch Game of Thrones. You know that uh, it's going to be all over everywhere. But I feel like, I feel like Endgame, you, ca- you have to ask people. There's, I always ask people when I'm going to talk about a movie, like, you know, have you seen this? Spoiler alert kind of thing. But when it comes to a TV show, especially a TV show as big as this, that we have been, we, again, that's another thing. We waited two friggin' years for the final season of Game of Thrones. So it, 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 it feels crazy to me that I'm going to be like, wait, can we not? I, I wouldn't intentionally try to spoil it for anybody named Sherry Nova or anybody else. I would intentionally try to, but I feel like if you are Game of Thrones fans and choosing not to watch the last, the last episodes like ASAP, trying to not watch it on Sunday or at the very least Monday night, you're crazy because something's going to slip. <laughs> Something will slip out. Kevin lets it slip out. So, Sherry. Oh, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Again, so Sherry, one Sherry, of the dragons he, caught a cold, but he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Sherry, how do you feel being that, that you're very affected by this? How do you feel about the fact that people go online and Twitter and spoil Game of Thrones right away after the show airs instead of Endgame, which is like, shh? Um... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I can't say that I'm a big enough fan of Game of Thrones to really care about that. Although you shouldn't give spoilers away. And also, I haven't seen Endgame. And so I don't really You haven't care seen Endgame? Anyone. No. Whoa. And, and again, no, she's not a big fan of Game of Thrones because, again, winter hasn't come for oh. her. She's playing beach volleyball <laughs> as we speak, you guys. Um, wow. those beastie things are coming for the people. Okay, so winter has come. No, those beastie things were on their. They were on their way in episode one, and they were they were on their way basically for all the the whole series, except for the last last episode last season. Then they finally arrived. So yeah, for you, winter has not come, <laughs> <laughs> which is why you're having. That's why you're having a, a daiquiri right now with an umbrella in it because winter Stop has not come. Kevin. Stop giving spoilers. 
It's <laughs> up. So what do you think? Not a spoiler. Well, I have like a. I'm like, looks like I'm on. Sounds like I'm on a motorbike right now. <laughs> um, I got some sad social media news that I'm going to transition to now. Wait, no, 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 you are going to answer some of these questions yourself, too. Even if you are the host, you're going to answer the question. What do you think about uh, doing spoilers? Because, again, Sherry and I both have not seen Endgame. And honestly, I won't be seeing Endgame until it's on either Netflix or Disney Play. And, <laughs> and, I'm, wow. watch- and I'm watching it with my free trial. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I don't think I don't think any type of spoilers are cool, but I also got to recognize the fact that, by, by the way, the, the the Endgame spoiler, um, I, f- I forget what they call it, has lifted. So right now, Endgame spoilers are okay. I'm not I'm not saying I'm spoiling it. I'm just saying in general, like Endgame spoilers. Right now, online, people are share are freely sharing Endgame spoilers because Disney basically said, you know, we made a, a ton of money. It's okay to talk about it now. They're trying to get those um last returns. Um, but I don't think spoilers are cool, period, Game of Thrones or Endgame. But I understand that it's a very different medium, film and TV, like like Kevin was um, alluding to. So in film, um, people have to, like Kevin said, put on pants. Like, now I have this image of Kevin just pantsless this whole time. But um, <laughs> he says, that's not, I'm not sure I just recorded his podcast. But anyway, um, you have to go outside. So I understand it's a little bit different. To HBO, is, it's much more open. Anyone can watch it at home. So I understand the difference in that. But... Um, I also feel like there's, there's a certain point has passed. Like, for example, like if you haven't seen Deadpool at this point, like if somebody says something about Deadpool, I don't think you should be shocked. Like there should be a time, like maybe a year where all movies are free at that point. Like, hey, you can spoil anything you want. What do you guys think about that? Well, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Now, first of all, I haven't seen Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds' face is okay still, right? You haven't seen Deadpool? You see no, Deadpool? no, I'm sorry. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Oh, and I should say for the fans, I am classily wearing pants as we speak. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Everything, everything, everything's covered. All right. Um, I'm wearing a burkini. Anyway, call back to a last episode, you guys. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no, um, I agree with you. Uh, I remember saying something uh, somewhere, and I was saying something about, um, what's the name of that movie? Casablanca. And someone said, like, spoiler alert. I'm like, spoiler alert. <laughs> came out in the 40s we can't talk about it in front of you nope. somebody gave me a spoiler alert on the channel for the matrix on my youtube channel i'm like the matrix i'm like spoiler i'm like the matrix but you know what but honestly there are new people sadly i mean look at how old the matrix is is it 20 years old yet or close to it i mean there i believe are... it's over maybe 20 years old yeah if you haven't yeah, seen but, the matrix but, by but, now but wait wait to be fair there are new people there are new kids coming of age that may have never seen the matrix yet and so for them it's a whole new experience that has a major payoff if they're watching it for the first time and they know nothing about it so i can kind of see it to a certain extent but fine let people know that you haven't seen something. But when it comes to something that's a true, this Game of Thrones thing is a juggernaut, a happening. It's a phenomenon. A phenomenon. So I feel like if you have HBO, it's it's crazy to not watch it and then be mad that people want to talk about it when they're in groups or you're, you're around a water cooler in a work setting and be like, nobody can talk about this because of me. Um, then you need to you need to leave then and be like, all right, I'm gonna step out because I don't want to have it spoiled for me. But you guys go ahead and enjoy your conversation because it's one of the things. It's also the reverse thing that can happen. I don't know if anybody talks about this is when something was a phenomenon and you, by some twist of fate, didn't hear anything about it. Because I'll say this happened to me. I did not see the Sixth Sense 
when it came out. So I ended up seeing it eventually with a couple of people who also didn't see it around Thanksgiving, like a year or so later. So by some twist of fate, we didn't know what was ha- we didn't know the big shocking reveal, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna ruin it here for anybody who hasn't. If you <laughs> if you're a person who hasn't seen The Sixth Sense yet, do yourself a favor and watch it and prepare to be shocked. And so we not only were we shocked, we were so shocked that we accidentally we actually rewatched the beginning. Like, wait a minute, didn't Bruce Willis talk to that kid's mom? We went we went back and like, nope, apparently not. So we we watched the whole thing over again just to make sure there was any kind of plot holes or any mistakes. Anyway, um, so you if you want to talk about something when it's a happening, when when you watch it later and you're all excited, like, oh my god, I can't believe the ending of the Sixth Sense. People are like, well, yeah, Kevin, we saw it a year ago. We're not <laughs> nobody nobody's shocked but you. We're way oh we're past it. You need to move on, Kevin, because we have. And so it's it's heartbreaking when you can't share it with anybody. So. You need to try and join the party while the party is happening. But I will say about Disney and Endgame, they already spoiled Endgame as far as I'm concerned. Because after the end of Infinity War, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm sorry, Infinity War spoilers, people. It's screw you Um, (laughs) that (laughs) Spider-Man was very much dead at the end of uh, of of, uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. Then a trailer comes out for Spider-Man Far From Home. And I'm like. Uh, well, clearly he gets resurrected because he's there, there's another Spider-Man movie. Disney could have waited to release that trailer. I will give Disney a little bit of credit because we were going to potentially review Spider-Man's Far From Home uh, uh, trailer here on uh, T on Last Weekly. What show am I on? Last Weekly. <laughs> and so we didn't because at the very beginning, the, the star uh, who plays Spider-Man slash Peter Parker says, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, do not watch this trailer. It's full of spoilers. So uh, they were spoiling. The, they were spoiling their own other franchises. Disney was screwing uh, screwing over their own story uh, before you know regular people could get to it and spoil it for other people. So I blame Disney. Well, Kevin, actually, in that situation, Far From Home is coming out of Sony in collaboration with Disney. And from what I understand, Sony wanted to take advantage of the whole hype surrounding um, Endgame. So they actually forced Disney's hand by releasing the trailer. Disney didn't want the trailer out there because, like you said, it kind of spoiled something about the fact of Spider-Man. But um, Sony being a separate company, they wanted their end. So they, they actually released the trailer. And a lot of fans weren't happy with the choice. But I understand Sony, they had to protect their IP, which is basically Spider-Man. And they're like, we have to make money. And now they're, they're positioned so incredibly well because at the end of Endgame, everybody's going to go and see Far From Home now. So um, but, 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 Sony but, but, definitely but, won there. But wait a minute. But that trailer came out literally. There was a sneak peek or whatever that came out months ago, like in the beginning of the year or something like that practically. So it was it really necessary to release that then? Uh, to get people hyped up to see the next Spider-Man movie because they knew he was going to be resurrected at the end of Endgame and we and they knew Endgame was going to be a thing. So the idea that if they hadn't released that trailer back in January, we would be like, Spider-Man who? Peter Parker what? Yeah, uh, please. <laughs> I don't agree with it either. I think they should have kept it in their pants, but I got to respect the gangster Sony be like, "Nah, we're we're releasing our Sony. We're releasing our trailer now." <laughs> we don't care we don't care if he died at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. He he's coming back, y'all. So, Sherry, you have any thoughts before we move on to our next news? I'm just excited for the next piece of news. 
So the next piece of news, it's not exciting news, unfortunately, Sherry. It's actually sad social media news. Um, Grumpy Cat has died. Grumpy no! Cat. Yes, Kevin. It's sad news. Grumpy Cat, real name Tartar Sauce, which I didn't know either. Was oh, my internet... God. It's <laughs> Was an internet-famous female feline known for looking extremely grumpy and being the star of countless internet memes, internet jokes, commercials, and even a movie. Her owners announced a seven-year-old cat passed away peacefully from complications from a urinary tract infection. Grumpy Cat was estimated to have earned over $100 million in the Grumpy Cat social media empire. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Grumpy Cat was worth over $100 million, and they couldn't get Grumpy Cat some antibiotics? (sighs) They couldn't get Grumpy Cat to a vet? To cure I'm that a, urinary tract I'm assuming she had very good care, Kevin. She probably has insurance. She had horrible, she had a horrible treatment. I need an inquest. People need to look into this. I am not happy. I'm as grumpy as Grumpy Cat used to be. Okay. I don't really know Grumpy Cat too well. I've seen the pictures I saw trending on Twitter, and I'm familiar with the face, but I didn't know anything about, I guess, the empire that. The cat had. I didn't know this cat was better off than me. Like, really, this cat, this cat was really doing good. This, the, this cat was better than all of us combined. This cat was doing. Mm-hmm. That cat was living our best life. Self-made <laughs> cat. That's what you call self-made people. That was a self-made That's a, cat. Yeah, t- yeah. Take that of of Lip Kit Kardashian. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't know if you were going to plan on mentioning this tone, but I, I I have to interrupt, even though you're hosting this, because we can't talk about the death of Grumpy Cat and not mention two Hollywood stars. One absolute major classic star that we lost this uh, past week. We lost uh, a Doris Day. Uh, for those of you who may not know or ever watch uh, Turner Classics, she was a huge. Uh, not only a singer, but a movie star. A real back when movie stars were actual movie stars, up high, kind of like a glow around them constantly. Dorsey was in tons of movies. Uh, 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 Annie, get your gun. Uh, one of my personal favorites is uh, Midnight Lace. Uh, 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 pajama game. Anyway, tons of movies. Uh, she worked with Alfred Hitchcock before. So just an incredible actress. An incredible talent. We lost her uh, this past week. We also lost an, uh, in TV. We lost Peggy Lipton. She was mm-hmm. one of them. She was a uh, uh, part of the uh, groundbreaking show of the Mod Squad in the late '60s, early '70s, as well as uh, a cult favorite, Twin Peaks. Got to mention her. And then also later of uh, this past week, we lost Tim. Conway. He was an incredible comedian. He was known for being on McHale's Navy, but more importantly, he was known for being one of the cast of the Carol Burnett show, and he was amazing. So we can't talk about grump- losing Grumpy Cat and not mention losing these majors. Yeah, I saw the Mod Squad was trending there for a little bit. It's, um... Oh, I- it, yeah, it was, and so she was an incredible. She was an incredibly beautiful woman. Uh, when she was young and as an older woman, she was uh, incredibly beautiful. And she was uh, married to oh my god, what's that uh, producer? Worked with Michael Jackson. Oh my god, I can't. Quincy Jones. Quincy uh, Jones. She was married yeah. to Quincy Jones. And um, she also has uh, a famous daughter, daughter besides all her accomplishments. Yeah, Ra- Ra- yeah, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't it Rashida? Yeah, Rashida Jones is uh, their daughter. So anyway, a lot of Hollywood connections. Um, so looks like somebody's hitting the mic for um, to our piece. Um, so 
a little bit of less um, sad news, but I get definitely news that got everybody riled up. It was announced that Robert Pattinson is a very, very short list to star as Bruce Wayne Batman in the upcoming Matt Reeves The Batman film. Um, other names in the past that have been associated with the possible casting have been Nicholas Holt as well as Army Hammer. Um, Twitter definitely had a strong reaction to the fact that Robert Pattinson, who's known for the Twilight films, could be actually donning the cow. And the film is currently scheduled to be out in June 2021. So there's still a lot of time for things to move around. But it looks like Robert Pattinson might be the next Batman. What are your thoughts about this casting, guys? Uh, <clears throat> uh, that feels strange for me in my brain. I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> well, also, Robert Pattinson seems so just physically. Maybe I haven't seen, I haven't seen him in person. But mm-hmm. doesn't he seem small? I was thinking the same. I wasn't even holding the Twilight thing against him. But I was just looking at his build. But, you know, the, he probably can drink, like, a bunch of, like, Dunkin' Donuts culottes throughout the summer and just bulk up, kind of like... Um, Will that make him taller as well? Well, you know, sometimes they have heels. I've heard some stars actually have big, like, you know, um, special shoes that they wear. So they can... <laughs> Tom Cruise! <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Kevin? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I, I had a little something in my throat, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, to me, of all the names you mentioned, the one that absolutely has the jawline and the neck for it, Same. it's got to be Army Hammer. I was thinking the Army, same thing. Yes. Army Hammer has the bill. He mm-hmm. will be. He would be in a super intimidating Bruce Wayne, and in the Batman getup, you he would be terrifying as big as he is, uh, and as tall as he is. So I I don't understand how he has it, the chin, it, it, Kevin. You hit it. He has the that, chin. That's what I'm saying. He has the jawline. It, he is made to be uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I think that we just have to darken his hair because uh, I think he, Army Hammer is uh, either blonde or has light brown hair. But that's what hair dye is for. Uh, I was also reading <laughs> that Army Bruce. Hammer actually was in the consideration. There was there was a Justice League Immortal film that was being um, planned before the, the whatever happened ended up happening with Justice League, and he was actually being considered as being cast as Batman for that film. So. Army Hammer has definitely been around for a while. People have been considering him for the cow. Well, you know what? Anybody besides Ben Affleck, you know, is going to be a step up as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Sherry's reaction. Doesn't feel right in my brain. <laughs> well, they, well, well, one thing, well, one thing that tells you about how, uh, how confident they were in casting a Ben Affleck as Batman is he never got a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. As Batman, he was only in these other. He was in uh, uh, Batman versus Superman: The Dawn of Justice, and then he was in the Justice League movie as Batman. And I think that's it, right? Was he in any? Was Ben Affleck in anything else as Batman? I know he wasn't in a standalone movie, but was he in another movie? Well, he was Batman? also in the Suicide Squad. He had a cameo when he was capturing um, Harley Quinn for that movie. It was a flashback. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, and 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 now they're reimagining that already. I just. Uh, Anyway, see, this is why you guys don't understand why I have superhero fatigue. The fact that I, I have lived through so many Batmans in my young life. <laughs> it is How do you shocking. do it, Kevin? It is. I have been through a lot. How, you, you have, <laughs> I have been repeatedly traumatized. I have had to watch Bruce Wayne's parents be murdered over and over, over and, and over oh. again. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to watch Robert Pattinson's parents be killed. What is enough enough, people? What is enough enough? I'm actually hoping, Kevin, that we actually um uh, move past. Uh, they just skipped the the whole intro, and hopefully, um the whole um, the whole um 
Well, it's an. I hope they definitely skip the parents part because we've seen it. Yeah, so there, there's. You know, that's one thing when it comes to some of the, the bigger superheroes. Like when it comes to Superman and it comes to Batman, you do not need to do an origin story over and over again. We know Superman. We know how you came here. We know. Uh, uh, even though I will, to be fair, I did like Man of Steel. I actually, I actually, I accidentally, I love what, what the how they imagined Krypton looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I did like that. I can't deny it. But in general, I just we don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents be killed again. But I guarantee you, we will see a young Robert Pattinson watching his parents be murdered in that alley. That's another thing. When you're that rich, get an Uber. Don't be walking through no alleys after <laughs> seeing a movie. <laughs> you're asking for it. Okay. They can good. afford Uber Black Tone. Uber Black. Wow. You can actually you can actually pre-program like don't talk to me Uber driver. So <laughs> you could have, that's a pretty cool experience. You I'd rather I'd rather be in an Uber black car not being spoken to and not getting murdered. <laughs> I love how you weave that story in there Kevin with Uber black. <laughs> Sherry, you heard about Uber black that uh, now you can actually select uh, not to be spoken to? Yes, and I I'm not sure how I feel about it. I think it kind of i don't know if this is the word but for me it feels kind of dehumanizing for the driver or the person who selects the driver oh yeah because the person who's the person who's asking not to be spoken to they feel pretty human as it is (laughs) the person being said oh do not talk to me don't look me directly in the eyes then (laughs) they're they feel dehumanized and honestly i uh, uh the the it is a luxury type thing Normally, if you would be like in a real limo as opposed to somebody's really nice car that they're renting out via Uber Black, then they would have that partition so you could actually put it up so you could not uh, let it, let it signaling that you don't want to be spoken to. But now, not only can you uh, specify that you don't want to be spoken to, but you can specify what temperature you want the vehicle to be, which is like, Ooh. I mean, that is that is hella baller, I must admit. <laughs> and so... <laughs> But the funny thing is, okay, as a person who's used ride-sharing apps a few times in my in my life, uh, as well as like cabs, it's like you will get sometimes really chatty drivers and other drivers who will understand. So you can you can be you can try to do it on the down low by like when people ask you questions, give them one word answers, try and signal and put your headphones in, and they will keep talking to you. I had a driver like, oh, oh, you have your headphones in? I'm still talking to you. I'm still talking to you. I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I should just take them out because we're having a conversation apparently, if I want to or not. Uh, we're, we're we're sharing our favorite stories as children. Okay, all right. <laughs> But obviously, this is their workplace, and they want to talk. But there's different kinds of people. Some people are going to be chatty, and some people are not. Gonna, even with this, even with the new Uber Black ability to say that you don't want to talk, I believe there will be some people who are going to be cool with chatting. And I believe there are going to be some Uber drivers that are going to ignore that anyway and talk to you anyway. They don't care. <laughs> you will. You will address me. You will acknowledge me. I will not be ignored. Well, because there's no partition. Like you brought up a great example. If you're in a limo, like the barriers there, everyone understands the divide. But in a car without that, if I was driving, I would just be like, uh, uh, don't say anything. Don't look back there. Uh, like, I don't know, it would just be super awkward for me. I would be so awkward. Like I would, I would be awkward AF. 
Well, has anybody ever, did any of you guys ever watch Taxi Cab Confessions back in the day? People would start having like full on sex in the back of the cabs and stuff. So I feel like, you know, people can look at you, especially when you're taking clothes off and stuff. Or people will change in the back of taxi cabs. They have a date or whatever. They'll be changing in the back. So, yeah, people are going to look. But as far as in talking, I guess to me, I don't want to talk to somebody who doesn't want to talk to me. So I would be that kind of vibe. If, like, I can be a talking, chatty person. But if somebody doesn't want to talk to me, it's like, well, fine. I have access to a radio, too. Thank you very much. I have Spotify uh, uh, subscription. You're not, you're not everything. I could be listening to great podcasts like Last Weekly or TV channeling. On I don't Spotify need you. Or- Apple Podcast. Yes, you can yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know what? That's a, that's a great tip. So for, uh, for you Uber black drivers, people don't want to talk to you. Listen to Last Weekly or another five star rated podcast. TV, TV channeling. Yeah. So there's other things to do. Let them know that they're not everything. You're not that entertaining. You're no, you're no Tone Show or Sherry Nova. Boom. Wow, Kevin. Wow. Plug. Plug. Okay, Kevin. <laughs> Um, we're going to move on to the favorite part of the favorite part. Uh, can you please tell our listeners our very scientific rating system? <laughs> All right. It is, it is very scientific tone. I, I was in a lab coat when I came up with it. All right. <laughs> so, I had a clipboard and I have a pencil behind my ear and everything. All right. So this is how it works. You can give, uh, uh, when it comes to movie trailers, we give it three possible ratings. Movie theater is one of the ratings. And that means the movie trailer did its job. It made you want to actually put on pants, leave your house, and pay money to sit in a theater with strangers who might be having sex. Who knows what they're doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how good this trailer was. You want to witness strangers having sex in a movie theater to see this movie. That's how good this trailer was. So you give it a movie theater. If you watch the trailer and you're kind of like, it had some good parts, but you're not sure, but eventually you might check it out on Netflix, then you will give that trailer a Netflix. But if at the end of watching that three-minute trailer, you're enraged because it's taken three minutes of your life you can never get back, then you give that trailer a kill. Kill. Natural causes. (laughs) and when we review tv shows it's only two ratings it's either tune in or turn off i always get that one wrong okay all right so what's our first what's our first victim in our five this again this is our 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 trailer talk special episodes we're reviewing not three not four but five brand new trailers and i'm so excited tone so what's up first the first trailer is walt disney's pictures maleficent 2 or maleficent mysteries of evil how depending how you like it um it stars michelle pfeiffer going against angelina jolie well that that that, that was i just had to say that okay this time around in the director's chair we have joachim ronin who's replacing robert stromberg who directed the first film um as i mentioned he also has michelle pfeiffer has angelina jolie it also has Ed Screened. I can never get that last name. And it, and it also has um, returning from the first movie, uh, Fanning. Um, Ella Fanning? Elle Fanning? Elle Fanning. Thank you. Uh, she'll be reprising her role from the first movie as well. And it's supposed to hit theaters in October 18. Uh, why don't you share the synopsis for this one? All right. Uh, Melissa, the mistress of evil is uh, the complex uh, relationship of Melissa and Aurora uh, continues to be explored as they face new threats to the magical land of the Moors. Wow. <laughs> yeah, who is writing who is writing these synopsis for these movies? Not our team. They're getting paid way too much. They're getting paid way too much. Well, that right, description, so what, wow. 
All right, Sherry. Well, you're up first. What did you think of Maleficent, Mistress of Evil? Maleficent. Too. Well, I want to give you. No, it's actually. No, it's actually. No, I thought it was Maleficent too. It's actually Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, is the real title of it. It's not called two. It I, is I thought called it was two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you. So I'll give you two accounts. Um, I was accidentally watching it over my boyfriend's shoulder, and the whole time he's watching it, he's like, ooh, 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 yes, ooh, when's it coming out, when's it coming out? And I'm like, eh, there you go. <laughs> that is not one of the ra- our rating systems, Sherry. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You have three options. So, okay, since eh doesn't count, um, I'm going to give it Okay, I'm gonna give it. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna give it a Netflix. Wow, that's that's the power of love because you know you want to say kill, kill, <laughs> <laughs> but you love your man so much you bump it up to a Netflix. Well, because I don't. I I wouldn't go to the movies to see it, but you know, you know, as, some as downtime. Long as, can, as long as you can be booed up with your man while watching Melissa Fence, <laughs> then you will. Is what you're basically saying. All right. Yes. All right, okay. So when when I when I heard um, that this trailer was out, um, I, my first thoughts were for some reason like I don't know why, but in my head I haven't seen Angelina Jolie in a while. That maybe that's not true. She's done something, but I, maybe I haven't seen it. So I was kind of curious to see like how would she how how would she be looking and and uh, would she be able to pick it up from the first film? I actually saw the first one um, kind of by mistake. I kind of it was. I was like, well, what is this? I'm like, well, I'm gonna continue watching it. <laughs> it wasn't like this. Um, my, I have a, I have a three year old. So it's not like she's really into Maleficent yet. Like it's um, she's not. I don't think she's a little bit older. But anyway, um, the, so the trailer when I saw it, it was a little bit of curiosity. I want to see what Angelina was doing. I was actually very very happy with um, with her performance in in the in the little trailer. It was really quick. I don't know if I would call it a tease. Actually, is it a tease? Maybe it is a tease. So um, so I really liked the performance. I really liked the going back and forth between her and like I said, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I thought that was really witty. And the visuals are definitely there. When I read there was a different director, a lot of times this um you know, a new director wants to like, you know, take over the the image of the, the, the visuals of the uh, of the picture and they want to like, you know, set their own setting. But um I was kinda happy that it kind of seemed like a continuation from the first movie, just seeing this trailer. It didn't seem like they changed visually, it didn't look like a departure from the first movie, which I thought had a great feeling being that this is a Disney movie and it is a fantasy a- aspect to it. So I was really happy the fact that he continued that. But I, uh, and we also got to acknowledge the fact that this is a Disney movie, and they Disney probably was like, no, you can't just like you know completely change uh, how Maleficent looks. So I was happy that they continued that. So um, not being uh, uh, someone who's really into Disney fantasy, I would say this is a Netflix for me. But not because again because of the quality of the trailer. I would just say because because of the the story. I'm not really I don't think I'm really drawn into this particular story. But it looks like a, a great film for people who might be into fantasy or some maybe a younger audience. Kevin. All right. Well, you mentioned the look of this movie. I saw the first Maleficent as well. And um, I like Angelina Jolie. And she ha- you're right. She has felt like she's been MIA for a while. She's been busy, you know, in a protracted divorce and custody battle with her uh, a current ex. But um, the first movie to me, it was too CGI heavy. And I was aware all the time as I was watching it, like, wow, this is a lot of CGI. I'm like, are they just in a green room? <laughs> is there anything in this room that actually is a real uh, physical thing? Uh, I think the CGI technology has improved since the making of the first one. This also is very CGI heavy, but it, it looks better to me than the first one did, uh, just from the look of the trailer. 
Um, and it has that storybook, almost too perfect look to it. So I wish they would make it look a little bit gritty or the world look a little bit more grounded in reality because mm-hmm. it's already so fanciful. I mean, I mean, she's got wings and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I feel like you could add, you could, you could gritty it up a little bit, but anyway, it, I will definitely uh, be Netflixing this uh, because of the fact that it's not just Angelina Jolie, but her battling up against Michelle Pfeiffer. And, and, uh, the, and there's an interaction I love that they have in the trailer where Angelina jo- jo- uh, 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 Jolie uh, is, is talking to Michelle Pfeiffer and she says something. And so um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer says, I, uh, if I didn't know any better, I think you were making a threat. Angelina Jolie replies, well, do you know better? And uh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's like, uh, no better what she goes uh, 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 do you know better and she uh, and she goes uh, uh, do you know better uh, and she goes uh, well uh, yeah that you know do you know better as in am I yes I'm making a threat I am threatening you so I liked that I like the edge between these two powerful women of a certain age so I definitely will check it out on Netflix but this is not a pants worthy film <laughs> That's gonna be our new rating. No pants, <laughs> <laughs> pants or pants. When we cut to the chase, how very so, sexist I, of you. <laughs> wait, oh, wait a minute. Women can wear pants. Thank you very much. But what if I want to wear a skirt? Or booty okay, shorts? well then you then you can say skirt. Well, uh, booty shorts or pants. Thank no, they're you very not. Much. Yes, they are pants. They're just they're they're just pants that are short. Whatever. They're called short pants. Okay, that is not the that is not the hill you want to die on, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Our shorts really pants. Oh my god! Uh, So, (laughs) moving along to our next movie. (laughs) (laughs) This next one is so just just it's on record. It's three Netflixes for that one. Um, This next one is um is a comedy. It's called Always Be My Maybe. Uh, it's a Netflix comedy starring comedian Ali Wong and Randall Park. It's directed by Na Nachaka Khan, which you guys uh, will probably know as the creator of Fresh Off the Boat. That's the ABC show. And this one's scheduled to come out on May 31st, 2019 on Netflix. But from what I understand, there might actually be a few showings in actual theaters before that. And I'm thinking this is probably part of Netflix's whole strategy that um, since to be, to, to be considered for an Oscar, you have to actually be in theater. So... I think that's probably why this is actually being shown in theaters for a few days before it actually hits Netflix. Um, so, Kevin, why don't you start this one off? All right. Okay. A pair of childhood friends end up falling for each other when they grow up. Again, who worked on these? I mean, really? They? You already gave it away in the – I mean, spoiler alert. I shouldn't have even read the synopsis, so – Will they? Will they or won't they fall, get together? Well, apparently, according to the synopsis, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, it's basically it's a, a a woman who's grown up and she's successful, and she, she ends up uh, she's engaged, and she actually gets dumped by her fiance, and she ends up uh, bumping into. I think uh, I think her. Some guy that she was involved with when she she grew up with as as friends, they hook up together as as uh, young adults, like twenty somethings, and it's so awkward because they were childhood friends that they kind of fall out of each other's lives and they bump into each other when she needs a plumber and he and his father show up to to work on her place, not knowing it's her place, and they kind of reconnect. And um, I have to say, the trailer looks 
so fun. I personally am a fan of the concept of romantic comedies, except for the fact that most times they get the romance and the comedy wrong. So I like them as an idea, but in general, I don't like them. But this trailer, I have to say, I really genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought the chemistry between the two leads, um, I love the diversity of, uh, there's so many stories, sadly, in Hollywood throughout the years that weren't told because they weren't about white people. And so the, to, to have a chance to see this two, the, uh, these, these, uh, uh, Asian characters, uh, they're basically a snapshot of their whole life. You see them as children, you see them as young adults and you see them as adults and uh, their relationship and how it grows and changes. And one thing that's, no, this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. One of the things that's really fun is um, Allie gets, uh, uh, after getting up by her fiance and reconnecting with her childhood friend and it, him thinking there might be a chance to rekindle their romance, before he can say something to her about that, she reveals that she just had the, the, the wildest, craziest, kinkiest sex, sex of her life with, of all people, Keanu Reeves. So she's seeing <laughs> Keanu Reeves. And, and she's talking, about, and, she, and, and what's so funny is that they're talking to each other. She's saying, he's like, I missed you, baby. I missed you. I missed your hands. I missed your thumbs. I'm like, oh my God, what was he doing with his thumbs? And so. I honestly, and she missed his uh his um whiskers between her thighs. Oh my god. So yeah, I I have to say I'm not going to even try to be cagey or coy about this. I cannot wait. In fact, I'm I'm already pre-popping corn for the release of this on Netflix. I will have I I I, I think this is going to be such a good movie. I'm going to actually wear pants for it. That's how classy this movie is. <laughs> I'm going to put pants on. I have my popcorn game ready, and I am going to watch it the first week it comes out. Can't wait. What did you think, Sherry? I agree. I thought it was so, so fun. I love the chemistry between the characters. I love how real um, the female character is. What's her name? Ali, uh, Ali Wong. Ali, I love her character. Like when she's when the guy breaks up with her and she's screaming like all those obscenities. Like I loved her the moment that that happened. She's so real, and I was you know thinking they were gonna get together. All of this is in the, in the trailer, and then Keanu Reeves comes out. I was like, oh, you're so screwed. <laughs> like no chance. And so I totally want to see it. I am on board. I want to see it the day it comes out with popcorn, with my booty shorts. Just joking. Don't have any. And I <laughs> really can't wait to see it. Yes. Netflix. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a tune in from both uh, Sherry and I. So what about you, Tone? Well, I think you guys hit on all the notes that I was going to pepper on. But um, let me just add that the only thing that I found um, that I didn't like about this trailer was the fact that the trailer give the whole story away. If you watch this trailer, guys... Like it basically tells you the beginning of the movie. It tells you the middle act. It tells you the fin- <laughs> like it gave me, it gave me too much. I saw I thought I saw like a mini like the the footnotes of the movie. Basically, that's the only the only negative thing I'm gonna say about this trailer. Is I think it gave us too much about the story. Oh no, I agree. but but that sadly that is one of the if we weren't if we weren't doing the show, I'm gonna give you guys a tip, a pro tip. When you watch a movie trailer, for me anyway, the moment I'm in, I stop watching the trailer because Good idea. trailers give away 
too much. The moment I'm like, oh, this looks interesting, stop watching. Stop watching and wait and watch the movie because they give away way too much. Please, again, look at the synopsis. A pair of childhood friends end up falling in love uh, uh, with each other uh, when they grow up. That's that's the story there. That is it. That, that is, is a terrible the whole, synopsis. That's the whole story. So, yeah. Now, now will we'll, obviously, Keanu Reeves is going to be like a hiccup. But will he be? Will she choose her childhood uh, friend slash love over Keanu Reeves because it's a rom com? My guess is yes. But if it was me, it's like nope, Keanu. Sorry, we, we can th- we can stay friends, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, for because- me the trailer didn't like ruin it. The trailer got me even more on board. So if if it didn't give so much away, I would. I think I would I would still watch it and I'd be excited, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, first date comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but also, oh, one thing when Sherry mentioned the fact that when she's uh, cursing out, I mean, she is reading her uh, now ex shockingly. That's the thing. Her fiance broke up with her over the phone, over the phone, and she is like, just literally. She is cursing him out, and she would make a sailor blush. The camera pulls back, and we see there's, like, a whole bunch of little kids standing with mouth open, listening in stunned silence because they've been listening to her curse out her uh, fiancé. It was it was so hysterical. The movie looks fun. I agree with you, Tone. It's trailer a gives away too, it's a It gives away too much. In fact, don't even watch the trailer. Just listen to us. Add it to your Netflix queue and, and watch in. it. Watch it. Yes. Tune in. Yeah. What's up next? Well, next we have a, a TV show. So this is our Batwoman's first trailer came up for the upcoming CW show starring Ruby Rose. It's scheduled for the fall of 2019. And I couldn't find the synopsis for this one. But did you find one for Kevin? Yes, I did. And it is quite comprehensive. So everybody settle in. Okay. Be reading for quite a while. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Everybody ready? Get, yes. Put your feet up. because It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. Okay. Get, get a drink. Oh. All right. Kate Kane seeks justice for Gotham City as Batwoman. Woo! Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, oh. That's what I found, too. I, so I was like, that's I need, what I, I, need to, I need to stretch. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It took forever to get through. Guys, okay. I want to go first. Okay. Get okay. him, Cherry. I don't care about Batman, for starters. I just want to say that. Uh, you know, I grew up on the Batman, CW, whatever. I watched the movies, the old ones, because, you know, I'm not that young, despite being a millennial. Um, but from within, like, five seconds of watching this, I was like, ooh. And, like, okay, Kate, that's her name? Yes, Kate, Kate Kane. Oh, my God. One, she's gorgeous. And... Um, she's got like this masculine energy that just makes, just gives this, the show like this super cool edge. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see this show. Like, okay. I, I, I got to jump in to say something like what? Ruby Rose has made so many women question their sexuality <laughs> and a few gay men. <laughs> she is insanely sexy and you're right i say i would refer to her as not just beautiful i'd say she's dashing when you look at her she needs to be carved into she needs to be a marble statue you can picture her on a on a white steed charging in to fight a dragon <laughs> she is everything yes and i love the energy of the show i love that she's um 
Well, it's in the, it's in the trailer um, mm-hmm. that she's uh, dating a black woman. And I don't know. I just love everything about it. It looks super action-y. It looks like she's really kick-ass with her um, fighting. I, I, I just love everything about it. It looks like a super enjoyable ride. It looks like mini movies. So for me, it's a definite tune-in, which I feel weird about because I'm not a fan of Batman. But I guess I like Batwoman. Okay, now I can't say this is official bad news, but I have something I, I need to say to you, sure, that I think is going to be sad news for you. Now, you know how the Batman story goes. I watched this trailer, and uh, yes, Ruby Rose or Kate Kane is uh, dating a black woman who's, uh, they went to the academy together uh, as police officers. So you have this incredibly beautiful uh, female couple together and she is quickly uh kid her girlfriend is kidnapped mm-hmm. in uh the trailer what are the odds of her beautiful african-american girlfriend living through the pilot episode <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like the odds of her living are just as good as bruce wayne's parents getting home from the theater okay Ooh. in an uber black <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, wow i am not i don't feel i don't have a good feeling about her beautiful female a black girlfriend i think it's curtains for her but i i have to, i have to agree uh uh even though i will say if you if you're a fan of gotham and you used to watch it thinking i wonder I, if this show would be better if they spent less money on it then batwoman is for you because it looks so much cheaper than gotham does but unlike Gotham, I'm actually interested in Batwoman. I have a thing for Ruby Rose as well. I don't know what it is about that girl. It's first of all, those lips. My God. Her mouth. Okay, well, okay, I'm going okay. Sorry. Anyway, but window. I'm a fan of Ruby Rose. I had never watched Orange is the New Black. I heard when she was on the show about how she's causing a stir. Looked her up online, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, it literally. If I was in, if I was in high school, I would be dueling our initials together. That's how much I like Ruby Rose. So huh. um, this is taking a turn. It has. <laughs> she, she's messing me up. So anyway, so on the sheer strength of her alone and her soon-to-be dead black girlfriend, I will definitely be tuning in to the first episode of Batwoman and the last episode for her black girlfriend. Wow. Uh. All right, Tom, what do you think? (laughs) Well, I'm going to be completely on the other side of this one because I completely did not like the trailer. I thought there were so many things that were wrong with this trailer. Uh, First of all, um, I think Ruby Rose, she is is a stunning uh, uh, woman to look at, but I don't think she's the character. I think that... um, as I, when they cast it, I wasn't happy because I wanted someone with a little bit more more size. Like, I was looking more like a Ronda Rousey character. Or, 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 Or Army Hammer. Yeah. Or army, someone <laughs> bigger. Like, um, I just thought that she didn't have the size, the physicality for it. And I thought, okay, maybe they're gonna bulk her up, but they didn't bulk her up. She looks like a pretty slim lady. Well, yeah, honestly, that uh, woman, not Batman. No, no, honestly, no. The, uh, Tone is right about this much as far as the f- the physical size of Ruby Rose. Honestly, if we could go back in time to mm-hmm. like 1993 and kidnap. Lucy Lawless oh, and yeah. bring her to today to be Batwoman, mm-hmm. that would be absolutely perfect. So that I would disagree. Be that Xena uh, 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 Warrior Princess was she was Batwoman when the real Batwoman was in her playpen. So why does she uh, have to be so huge to be Batwoman? It's not Batwoman like a man. 
Oh, because because if you blow on her too hard, she might topple over. But <laughs> and, and I do not like I don't like calling I don't like calling Lucy Lawless, aka of of of. Xena Warrior Princess, huge. She was, she was, uh, you know, she looked like she was, she had like a, uh, some scale to her that made it look like she, she could kick ass and take names. And Ruby Rose, what, what I'm going to be looking at when I watch it is to see how different the body double looks from actual Ruby Rose's kind mm-hmm. of size. Because have you ever noticed that when you're watching a movie where, where somebody's like they're, they're, they're on the ledge of a window and then they fall out and then it's like that person falling out is not that same person that person is eight feet taller than that person who <laughs> fell out of the window kind of thing so I don't know if they're going to have it right and have actual body doubles or uh, uh, stunt women or even stunt men who have Ruby Rose's frame I like Ruby Rose obviously I've, I've confessed I've shared way too much about my thoughts about her mouth way too much but <laughs> I know. I feel. I, I actually feel embarrassed and shamed. But um. Anyway, but it's not stopping me from loving that mouth, though. Still love it. <gasps> love you, Ruby. Ruby. <sighs> hit, hit, hit my DMs up, Ru- oh Ruby. Oh my and, god. Can, can <laughs> I continue before you? Please to... continue. <laughs> so, so besides the physical, the the physicality of the role, which I don't, I'm, I don't think she meets. Um, I do think she does look stunning as Batwoman in the costume. I like the costume looks good. The only problem is when she starts moving in the costume. She looks too small in the costume uh, when she doesn't have the hair. The other problem I found with it, I didn't like the fact that they were pushing an agenda. Like, I, I'm completely 100% behind uh, being progressive, um, rep- showing representation on film, showing representation behind the camera, um, both sides of it. And this is something I speak on my channel a lot about the fact that we need to have people from all backgrounds um, and all genders represented equally on TV and in film. But I really felt like they were really cramming this whole, she's a woman. Uh, she's a woman. It's her. Oh, it's Batwoman. Oh, the costume will be fine when it fits a woman. I'm like, that's all extra. Like, just go in there, do your job, and people will respect you for that. You don't have to, like, every five minutes remind us that it's a woman doing it. Okay, I do have to add something. Remember, this was a condensed trailer, so we're seeing, like, two or three minutes of, I'm sure, that they mentioned the woman thing. That's probably all the mentions of being a woman in the whole show. But one thing that needs to be mentioned in the trailer is, uh, in that world, Batman has is gone, and I love how like there's an official making an announcement saying like, uh, Batman gave up on us. Batman is not coming back. And my whole thing is like, gave up. First of all, how many times do you want this man to risk his life to save you guys? <laughs> He's already done it countless times. After you save a city, literally like a hundred times, you can say you can you can go t- you can tap out at that point. But the reason why the whole woman thing is mentioned tone is when she first dons the uh, Batman garb. Uh, after she discovers and she meets the, uh, there's like a new, there's a black guy who's going to be, I guess, her version of um, Alfred, and so who works for Bruce Wayne, and so when she dons the the cape and she's out there cr- crusading, people are all like, Batman's back, it's a dude, and it, that dude saved us, and just she's like, um, wait a minute, the dude that saved he's got ov- ovaries, y'all, and so. <laughs> so then she adds that red wig to like, oh no, this is a chick saving your asses now, people. So that's why I think the whole woman thing was important because everybody was making the assumption that she was a man when she was kicking ass and taking names. A very small, slender man. <laughs> what about the music, Kevin? The whole music is very suspect in this trailer also. It's a girl! <laughs> Come on. I understand it's a woman. I understand she's the first lesbian character. Uh, I, I just feel like it's a little bit too strong the way that I just wanted to speak to yourself. I, I want representation to fit around the story. I don't want the story to be representation. I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of, we get stories that aren't very, um, they're not being serviced correctly. I love it when we have a, a story or a, we're going to tell 
uh, a certain narrative and the characters in it just happen to be people of diverse backgrounds or that, that's what I prefer personally. I don't like. Yeah, but you know what? P- part of what you're saying is basically the the male privilege because how oh many times did how many times did Batman say I'm Batman? I'm Batman. He's like he's practically waving his penis in your face. Man, oh my man, God. man, man, Batman, Batman, Batman. He's talking about how he was a man all the time. Now that. Ruby Rose is all like, I'm Batwoman. You're all like, why are you cramming your female agenda down our throats? You hit it on the head. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but that said, I will still be tuning in because I got, I got to, I got to see how bad this really is. So I'll, I'll be tuning in as well. But just oh for that reason, my see how god, bad you, this is okay? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna actually do an executive decision. I'm gonna invite you to be on TV channeling, uh, my other podcast where we talk about all about TV and do reviews. We're gonna be reviewing Batwoman this fall. So Tone, you've been a guest on our show before. We're gonna have you as a guest, and I'm gonna rip you to shreds. <laughs> talking about how incredible Ruby Rose is, and you're cr- cramming your male agenda down her Bring lesbian it. throat, and she says, "No dice, no way." Boom. Okay, so three tune ins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our next victim tone? Our next trailer is an upcoming thriller starring Chadwick Boseman, who got you guys know as Black Panther. Um, directed by Brian Kirk. It's produced by the Russo brothers, who just made up two Billy. That's two billion with a B for Disney. And it comes out September 27, 2019. It's called 21 Bridges. Kevin, what's the synopsis? All right. A disgraced detective in NYPD is given a shot at redemption. Okay. I'm first. Go ahead, okay. Sharon. Sweet. Okay, so first of all, I didn't watch it and be like, hey, Black Panther, Black Panther, like everybody else. I just let it be its own trailer with um, the guy being his own new character. Um, I really, really loved the trailer. I was kind of sucked in right away. I don't remember specifically what sucked me in, but when he was like, close down the bridges, Close the, you know, cl- the rivers, close them. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, shit, things are about to go down. No, like it made me feel like those old, old action movies, like a real old action movie, like with Bruce, Bruce Willis. What, were the, what was that series he had? Uh, that Die was, Hard? Yeah, like it was like uh, that Die Hard feeling when Die Hard first came out and you were like, oh, that's how I felt. So I would go to the theater to watch that. I would put some skirts on. I put one skirt on, one skirt on. <laughs> no, no, it, like it gave me that real, I don't know, I don't know. I have this weird point of view. I feel like movies aren't made the way that they used to be made and mm-hmm. I don't, I can't explain it. But I feel like things are made in kind of like a cheesy, kind of glossy, cheap way and like they're not real. And like, I feel like a lot of, um, Movie stars don't have that real movie star feel to them anymore. I don't know. But like watching that trailer gave me like that old school, real action movie feeling like when I first watched Die Hard. I don't know how to explain it. I agree. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, okay, I, I I definitely agree with you, Sherry, because uh, the 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 name when I re- first read the name Twenty One Bridges, I was like, what does that mean? 
So apparently what happens in the trailer is uh, several, like, I think eight different cops are killed, uh, like, in a slaughter. And so they're trying to catch these guys that uh, murder these cops. It's uh, two guys they're looking for. So they try to, uh, on one night, and they try to shut down Manhattan and keep them trapped in Manhattan and track these guys down. And so there's 21 bridges in and out of off the island of Manhattan. They're shutting those bridges down. They're closing every tunnel. They're closing rivers. I don't know how they're closing waterways, but they're doing it all in an effort to get these cop killers. And one of the things that was really sucked me in was uh, this woman? This one woman says in the trailer, she goes, They told me you were fearless. A guy who kills cop killers and sees his dad in every cop who dies. Because Chad, we see a young Chadwick Bozeman at the funeral of his father, who was a cop who was killed. And so now he's taking out vengeance for his dead cop, I mean, his dead father, by going after the killers of these other dead cops. I agree. It feels like an old school action movie. I have to admit, as I was watching, I was just thinking like, um, is it just me or should Denzel Washington have been starring in this movie 20 years ago mm. or, or, or 15 years ago with the right lighting? But anyway, um, it, it had that kind of Denzel Washington vibe for it. Uh, I, like Sherry, I am all about it. It feels super action-y. Um, might I put pants on to go see it? Maybe I put on shorts, not like booty shorts like Sherry likes to wear, but um, <laughs> but a respectable length short uh, to the knee, tasteful. Anyway, uh, so I definitely will be seeing this movie. I'm not sure if I'm going to see it on Netflix or in a theater, so I will err on the side of caution, the pantsless caution, and I will say Netflix. But it is an enthusiastic Netflix, and I am looking forward to this movie. What a downgrade. What about... What about you, Tone? I'm completely on board for this one, guys. I think I said it on the head, Sherry. That scene, what he says about closing the bridges and closing the tunnels that flooded in blue. I was like, oh yeah, I was so excited. Also, this is this is this is really. Oh, cool. you know what? I mean? oh, no, it reminded me of the Fugitive. Remember the Fugitive? Oh yeah, Fugitive. It's a fugitive. All, all those old movies, like Sherry just hit it on the head with this. I felt the same way. Like, this feels like an old action blockbuster. Um, I really love how the shots of New York City, like, you see all these shots, all these pans of New York City. It feels like the city's definitely a character here. And I, just, being a New Yorker, I just really love um, seeing New York City at night. And those shots that were showing, like, just drew me in. I love for the fact from the beginning, we knew that this guy's motivation was, you know, his, his father was taken away from him and now he's going to make it right for other people it, it they really stack the story on their end this is how you really stack a movie and how you get people interested in a character i thought everything was great and and halfway I, I when i first saw it i'm like oh you know black panther's in this chadwick boseman which is which is actually a big compliment um from that i'm giving um not a lot of people feel like oh we well, you're you're you're, you're, you're um, not allowing the actor to be other things i'm like no i think he's the greatest black panther and i loved him in that but halfway through the trailer, I was thinking that Zell also. So I share me our one mind on this one. Um, and it is the Russo brothers who are producing this. So I, I have my definitely my um, I'm looking forward to this. And I, and I definitely think that this is something that I actually might go to the theater to see. So if I can get a babysitter, it's movie theater for me, for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. We all love this trailer. This trailer was great. Um, so. Moving along our to our final victim. Our, let's not call it a victim. Oh, yeah, it's a victim. That's, that's appropriate. <laughs> our final trailer is Angel Has Fallen. It's an upcoming action film. Sorry, Gerald Butler and Morgan Freeman. It's directed by Rick Roman Wah, and it's the third film. It's actually from that Olympus um, Has Fallen film series. So before this, we had Olympus Has Fallen, and we also had London Had Fallen. 
And this movie scheduled to come out August of this year, August 23. Um, I always love saying 23 instead of 23rd. I'm a rebel. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> what's the synopsis? <laughs> You're a rebel and you'll never, ever be any good. All right. Um, all right. Angel has fallen. Secret Service agent Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. So you made that sound so good. Mm-hmm. That's actually our that's our best mm-hmm. synopsis of the mm-hmm. show. That was actually a decent synopsis. And um, uh, I will chime in first to mention this. I have to say is the best assassination attempt ever. This is done with the, this is done with all with these uh with these incredible smart drones. Uh that was one of the most epic. I do it was incredible, but I almost hate that they put it in the movie because it was spectacular. These seeing these drones come out of nowhere and they're all blowing up trying to kill the president. It looks spectacular and oh, by the way, the president in this movie is Morgan Freeman. All I could think is I I was watching the trailer is like, why can't Morgan Freeman be our real president? Because if this was was a real movie, I'd be like, get him, drones, get him. But anyway, but but, um, Gerard Butler, uh, I haven't seen any of the other uh, movies in this franchise, but I have to say this trailer looks amazing. Mm This is this this also gave me the vibe of a fugitive, a uh of a uh diehard kind of vibe. One of the things is when he's on the run and he has a quick call with his wife, just like, baby, I didn't do it, I'm innocent. And well, first of all, if you're married to somebody, I shouldn't have to call and be like, by the way, you guys, I didn't try to kill the president. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, he's telling his wife and she's all tearing up, like, I believe you, baby. And so uh, <laughs> and then he's like on the run. And one of the parts I love the best was when he's on the phone, Gerard Butler's on the phone with the guy, like the fugitive hunter who's in charge of the investigation. And and they're like, you can't hide from us. You can't hide from the CIA. You can't hide from the FBI. We're coming for you. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll find you. I'm like, yeah, get him. <laughs> like, it was so good. I was so pumped. I'm like, I could feel the testosterone surging through my body as I was watching this trailer. And then also, I love the fact that um, Nick Nolte plays his super grizzled old father who clearly did something in law enforcement or something like that. And he has to go find his dad, who's like a Unabomber in hiding, and, and, and get his help to basically uncover the real threat. And who's really trying to kill Morgan Freeman? Right. Uh, trying to kill kill our, 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 our most famous black imaginary president. Thank God. So, anyway, I, I cannot wait Angel has fallen. This angel will be in the city of angels seeing this in a theater wearing pants. Woohoo for pants! Wow. All right. What about you, Sherry? Okay. So you absolutely hit the nail on the head saying that this also gives that like um, classic action feeling because that's exactly what I thought for both of those trailers, especially this one. And when I saw Morgan Freeman, like I just get such. A, a warm nostalgic nostalgic feeling and it's an action movie so it's like ooh, super exciting and then when the action started happening um like with the drones and they 
those drones were badass. They weren't like, oh, we're going to try to take him out like one time. No, they were like trying to hit him from every freaking angle possible. And that's like, oh, shit, you guys got to get it. But no, no, they didn't. I, oh, my God. Super excited. <laughs> Gerard Butler. I don't really like know him that well. We're not we're not really close friends or anything like that. But um, he seemed pretty badass. And I, I just I'm going to go see it with my skirt on. I definitely want to see that <laughs> in the theaters in August. It looks badass. Period. Want to see it. Oh, wow. A summer skirt. <laughs> in August. In August. <laughs> All right, Tone, what did you think? I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think we saw the same trailer. I, I'm, I'm <gasps> surprised. Wow. I don't think we did. And I'm glad that we, that we, that we talked about... Um, uh, 21 Bridges before we spoke about this trailer because there was a stark contrast between this trailer and 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges is a perfect example of how you create action around a narrative, a story, which has the audience actually introduced to a character that you have some type of um, uh, feeling for uh, from, from the beginning of the trailer. You actually you, you cemented it in, in a story. In this trailer, it was just action for the sake of action. You're right, Kevin. The action was amazing. That scene with the drones, that was amazing. If I gave a damn if they survived or not. I didn't give a damn if they survived or not. <gasps> I didn't see the Freeman? first movie. I didn't see the second movie, Kevin. You're what right. You didn't Freeman? see the movies either. They were, oh, my they were so God. You, bad. Wait, you didn't so care bad. if you didn't care if they you didn't kill if they. If you didn't care if they killed our favorite imaginary I'm sorry, black no. president. You didn't give me anything at the beginning of the trailer where I should care for them. You didn't, oh, didn't smack me or plant me in a God. way where I care about this character before you tried to kill him. Oh, he's the president. Well, I should care. Come on. Well, 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 okay. First of all, I guess honestly, to be fair, I think other people that have seen the other movies, I haven't seen the other movies. Me neither. I'm already, I'm already Says in when you have Morgan Freeman as the president. Correct. It's like wait. It's so cool to see a sane, non-super racist president. Oh my god! So I'm already, I already want to save him for just not being the real president. So I'm already emotionally invested. They baited you in, guys. Come on. It with that, and then again, uh, it's established in the trailer at the beginning that clearly the uh, president and Gerard Butler are friends. Yes. He's in charge of his security. So not only did, were you almost killed trying to save the president, but people think that you tried to kill the president slash your oh, personal come friend. On. So if I'm accused of trying to kill you and Sherry, that's a, I'm a, and people are like, Kevin tried to kill his, his uh, last weekly co-host. I'm like, I'm innocent, baby. I'm like, I believe you, Kevin. And so, <laughs> and I have, to find, I have to try to find the real killers of my podcast co-host. Kevin, show so, it, don't tell it. I want you to show me that. Show me that relationship for five minutes. Spend some of that time capital. Explain to me why I should care about these two before you kill them. Now, see, okay, well, you already, we already established that we co we complained about another trailer where they gave way too much away. Uh -huh. Maybe uh, when, when we actually see the movie, they will take time uh. and we'll see more of the relationship between Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman. Don't put it all out there. You know what? You got to be like a, a, good, a classic old school stripper. Do a little bit of a teasing. Give us a little bit. They, Make they us gave us three watch movies, more. Kevin. The first two we didn't watch them. I guess they're not teasing us, right? They need to show us. The but you know what? You know what? The, the, I have to say, the the first two movies did did not. Uh, I saw the trailers for those first two movies and was like, meh. Like as I was, I was in my impression of sharing, meh. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was interested. Sure. But when those when those drones came out of nowhere, like literally a flock of drones, like out of the bird, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds. It looked amazing. I cannot wait to see this movie. I am stunned, Tone, that you can't at least give this a Netflix. No, I'm sorry. This is, it was action for the sake of action. I want to see a story. I'm not interested at all. 
I might see it on You're... Netflix if I was bored. <laughs> you are wow. letting art get in the way of saving Morgan Freeman's life. How and, could you and, do that? And I'm that? a big fan of Morgan Freeman. And some people, Ger- Ger- Gerard Butler, he's like kind of like, he's like my Lord Discount Russell Crowe. So I've never really been a fan of like the movies that Gerard Butler does, but I'm a fan of Morgan Freeman. But still, I, it's not because of the actors. I just don't feel like the way they set this trailer up is like, Again, it's a, it's a, it looks like a great summer blockbuster if you want to go just watch something for the sake of blowing up like Transformers, like boom, 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 boom. But after watching oh, 21 Oh, don't, don't you, no, no don't no. you compare this to Transformers where we have toy robots fighting. This is not the same thing. We're talking about President Morgan Freeman's life being in danger and the, the captain of the 300 being framed for that attempted murder. This is not robots fighting. No. CGI robots fighting. Thank you. It's a Netflix for me, Kevin, because I want to watch it and just see if I was right. That's why it's a Netflix for me. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, because you're, you're acting pretty hoity-toity. You're the kind of person that would actually watch a comic book being printed and watching the <laughs> watching the ink on it dry and like, oh, I'm too good for uh, Angel is Fallen. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. All right. Netflix just to see it, if it, it is earned- a train wreck. Let's see. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, okay, so we're getting towards the end of the show. And even though we were talking trailers all episode, we're still going to talk about our our favorite thing about the week. Because no matter how rough or crazy or weird the week gets, we like to end it with the good stuff. All right, guys. What was your favorite or least favorite thing about this past week? Sherry? My favorite thing about this week is finally doing a whole episode of trailer talk Ooh. fans you get what you wanted <laughs> oh that's a major cheat Jerry. but okay <laughs> I'll take it. I, i'm excited about this episode as well but still <laughs> wow, I love all right tone what about you one of my favorite things about this week was that um my favorite vampire show that's on tv right now sci-fi's van helsing will actually be adding as Dracula, Trisha Helfer of Battlestar Galactica fame. Um, so the fact that um, not only is Van Helsing on the show portrayed as a woman, which I was saying before, like I love representation, um, but um, it's, it's they're also going to bring Dracula and it's going to be a woman. So it's going to be not only a hero, but also a female villain. And I really like Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica. I thought her acting chops are definitely there. And um, she should have been in more stuff after that. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, that's one of my favorite things this week. Oh, it's just too many women. Why they're just cramming it down? Oh, Dracula's a woman now. They're cramming it down our throats with their agenda. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset. Tone. When will men get a chance to drink people's blood? No, it's not called Dracula when... woman. It's just Dracula. You see that? <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, because because Dracula wasn't called Dracula man. Batman, <laughs> Batwoman. <laughs> Oh, nice try, Tone. I can try. Yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. You attempted and you failed. You failed miserably. <laughs> All right. Okay. My favorite thing, since nobody's asking. Uh, I was too busy down in me, Kevin. What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing happened on Friday. The House passed the Equality Act. Uh, let's see. And so, uh, what it does is it prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in housing, employment, credit, and federal funded programs and more. And um, it actually passed not by like a hair, which I thought it might pass by a hair. It passed with 236 votes to 173 people who were against uh, equality, apparently. Wow. How do you raise your hand and be like, I'm against equality, people. 
<laughs> I'm against treating people fairly based on who they are as a person. But there were, yeah, 173 people who said no. Let me guess what party they happen to be in. Did it start with an R? I think the answer is yes. yes. And so, anyway, um, it's not over with yet. It still has to go to the Senate, and that, that's an uphill climb at best. But this was still a historical, uh, a historic moment to actually say that our government to stand up uh, one a branch of our government and say that people should be treated uh, equally in this country. And it was a huge thing. I am so proud uh, that 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 happened. That got pushed through. So um, I'm very happy. Um, I'll, I'll, there's other battles to be fought with this. It's not over. But let's we got to celebrate the victories that we achieve when we achieve them, and uh, then focus on the next battle that, uh, on another day. That's a really good um, good thing. Good thing of the well, week, Kevin. All right. Unlike Sherry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my favorite thing is you guys. All right. Oh. <laughs> I like Even that though too. We all, even though we are pretty great. All right. So <laughs> we can't we can't do every story or talk about every trailer here on Last Weekly. But we do want to talk about what you want us to talk about. So if you see a story during the week that you want us to recap, if you have a favorite thing about the week that you want to share, or if there is a trailer that you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. And you can do it in a variety of, a variety of ways. You can actually use uh, a voice message with the Anchor app. And uh, we might actually play your question or your uh, favorite thing or least favorite thing about the week on the show. You can also reach out to us via Twitter at Last Weekly, or you can go super old school and send us an email at lastweeklypodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank you so much for listening and join us for the next episode of Last Weekly because the week doesn't end. Un say it with me, guys. Until, until we say so. Wow, that's so hard every week. We got to practice next time. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.